Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh-huh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome in. I am not Jonathan Hood. I'm not David Kaplan. You are not David Kaplan. You have a, a much better head of hair. You know say. what? It's not well groomed today, though. Well, it's early. Yeah, it's, it's early. Like a hat head. It's I, early. I will tell you this. I'm just happy I got here. I mean, I, I, look, I drive aggressively. But I call it an aggressive defensive style. Like yeah. if you're, I mean, if you're if you're not being assertive, you're you're going to cause trouble. Oh, absolutely. I think the morning traffic crew is an entirely different animal than the eleven o'clock or eleven thirty oh, yeah. crew. Like if you don't, if you aren't in full NASCAR mode, you're going to get mowed down. Oh, dude, I drove, I flew down Lakeshore Drive here today, and it's the same thing. I feel like my aggressive driving came from delivering pizzas because, like. I was, you know, trying to get there in a certain amount of time. It wasn't like a like that that thirty minutes or less is BS. But yeah. like you want to get a good tip, so I'm through the streets of Libertyville, Vernon Hills, Mundelein. Oh, there's a ton of traffic there. Oh yeah. yeah, I hit a deer once. And Did like, you really? Oh yeah, dude, it was bad. Um, for the deer, or for your car, or both? for my car? No, yeah. the deer got away because I just hit it on the butt. And then it ran away, and my car got the mess of it. And I wanted to leave the little tuft of hair as a reminder to other dudes. Let me tell you this story about my father-in-law in South Carolina. About this. I know we're completely derailed the show. That's fine. And we're just two minutes that's in. Did point. I ever tell you the story? The Hold on. That's the point of spring trading, though. Today we're doing spring trading. We are in for Cap and Jay Hood. It is myself. It is Tom Waddle. At 10 o'clock, you're going to get Jay Hood at Sylvie. At noon, you're going to get Bleck and Yurko from 2 to 6. Poor Carmen. You're going to get Cap and Carmen, and then from six to eight, you're going to get Tyler and Meller. We're messing it up at spring well, training, already, baby. You know, you, you've you've already added too much structure to this show. I'm just saying that. now that people know why yeah. we're here. What happened in South Carolina? Okay, so we were as we always did. I mean, we were. It was my wife and I had been together. We were married at the time for a long period of time. I don't believe my best friend from college had yet married my sister-in-law, and then my my wife's older sister. It was married to her husband at the time, but it was like a new, it was a new crew, mm-hmm. you know, like my father-in-law passed away last, last May, I believe it was. But prior to that, like we were a, a unit, we spent, you know, all summers together, the four of us until my brother and sister-in-law got divorced. Anyway, that's a different story too. Anyway, the moral of the story is, is we're down in South Carolina, we're coming back from a golf, you know, playing golf and we're driving back to the house that we had rented and there are a lot of deer on Kiwa Island. Mm-hmm. So basically we're driving and my, my brother-in-law's driving the, you know, the car that he had rented and all of a sudden you hear a boom and a deer had run out of the, the woods and he run into the back of the car and Ooh. was laying on the ground basically motionless and we stopped the car and we're all like, oh, what the hell's going on now? <laughs> so my father-in-law, Gino Capaletti, you know, it, it, it fits kind of some of the stereotypes. He gets out of the car. He goes, I got this. So we're all standing there. He takes like there's this plastic bag in, in the car. He grabs it by one of the legs and drags it into the woods. 
Oh, and no. we're all like, yeah, we're all like, oh, my God, what did oh, he do? No. Did he just take the deer into the woods and, and, you know, put it out of its misery? And he just kind of walks back and goes, all right, we're done. We, let's go. So he it, it felt like, I don't he know. He suffocated I, it? No, no, I don't. Did he I use think, the bag to, no, like, as a glove? No, I think he just dragged the deer into the woods and just kind of got it off. And if it resuscitated itself, fine. Okay. But, like, the, the rumor was for quite some time that he, he went in there and put it out of its misery. Oh, because it was I, like a scene. A, it was like it was like an animal bag. Well, there was a bag. It was a plastic bag. So like did a, he suffocate the I deer? I don't think so. Because I watch no. a lot of murder shows. My wife listens to a lot of murder podcasts. Listen, if I don't show up for a day, go to her first. Because and, well, li- and look at her phone at the last podcast she listened to. Because odds are that's how I die. I, I think that a lot of married couples could make that. I'm that just claim. saying. I'm just saying. She listens to a lot of murder podcasts and like. Everyone will tell, like, strangling something or suffocating something was, like, the most intimate way to kill well, someone. Okay, like, it's very personal, time man. Out. No, no, he took he the bag. He had an experience with, the, with that deer. It's like a Harris Teeter um, grocery bag. Yeah. Like, something that you would just, it was a plastic you bag. You could put that thing over the deer's head and well, make, it, could, make it work. but I don't believe that was the case. He didn't want to touch the deer, so he okay. put the bag on his hand and pulled the deer into the woods. That's fair. It's probably before we were there all There was carrying. blood coming out of its nose. Oh. There was a little bit of blood. On, we felt bad, but there was a, Listen, my brother-in-law and I were best of friends in college, so we were like, we've seen a lot of stuff. But then my other brother-in-law, we were just kind of like three young guys looking yeah. at each other going, oh my God, the... That's awesome. Our father-in-law just, you know, took a deer. <laughs> Mr. Capaletti took the deer out into the woods and, and put it out of its misery. You can watch. We, us- he didn't want to really talk about it afterwards. That's my point. You can watch we us. We didn't on- want to talk about Listen, it afterwards. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv/slash ESPN1000 Chicago. Good morning, to all the Twitchers. The coach Rico is saying he's probably sitting there's like shh, shh, quiet, shh, shh, just putting it out of shh, just putting it out of its misery. This poor thing. Listen, he 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 grew up in. In, in Minnesota, a very tough environment. Okay, so like he had seen and I'm sure done some things over the course of his time. Like if he had to put the deer out of its misery, that's fine. He could have. Do it with a big like, rock I couldn't or something, have done man. that. I didn't have it in me, but he took it into the woods and we were like, he wasn't there very long. Yeah. But we were just like, what the F just happened here? Uh, I don't know if I could do that. Okay, so that was my the deer, my my. A deer hit a car and my father-in-law dragged it out into the woods. And we don't know whether or not he put it out of its misery or the thing eventually (laughs) resuscitated itself and got up and ran away. Don't know. I don't know if I can do that. Like one time we had a Chris, when Chris and I lived together, Chris Black and I lived together for like six years. Uh, we had a rat problem. Just well, we had one rat problem. We had one. It was rat you? That, no, uh, it was no. you. I'm not rat on people. Listen, snitches get stitches, man. Uh, we had one rat problem and we got, a, our landlord gave us this uh, trap that you could set up, and it would, the rat could go in, and it would electrocute the rat. And we both oh, just, cool. like, neither of us, we put it in where we thought the rat was going to be, and neither of us slept that you night. You only thought it was one rat? We, it was, well, was... No, because I saw one rat. And we that only, doesn't mean there's only one rat. Well, I understand that, but we... Um, we thought that basically, like, I didn't sleep because it was closer to my room, and I thought I was going to hear the, like, <laughs> this rat. So I'm, like, waiting up all night, like, in my bed, like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm going to hear this rat get electrocuted. I've never heard of a trap created like that. I've, yeah. I've seen that, you know, one that will snap and, and catch its neck. No, or this is like a they big... put poison in the box, and the rat comes and eats the poison and takes it back to the rat family, and they all get sick and this die. This is supposed to be, like, more humane because it does it instantly because it just electrocutes them and they die, and it's, like, it's pretty big like it's it really like, humane to it me it looks like a small mailbox yeah. you know like a small like one of those like the 
Like, you know what I mean? A mailbox. Yeah. Everybody knows what a mailbox looks like, unless you live in the city, and then you just have, like, a key or something like that for your mailbox. But anyway, we I, we didn't get the rat. Anyway, we no. just Basically, we just my landlord came and just uh, put, like, plaster over where he thought that, because there was, like, a hole in the wall, and then... That was it. That, that was the end all. of our rap problem. Right. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. We should probably take right. the garbage out more. Listen, it's tag day in the NFL. But it is hey, tag day. Look, you know? And uh, before that, you know, we had some news yesterday. Geno Smith gets uh, a bunch of money from the Seattle Seahawks. That happened while we were on the phone with uh, Peter King. Yes. I, I that was a great interview with Peter King. He's, Peter's great, as he, you know. I mean, you've dealt, you've dealt with Peter. Peter's awesome. And then before I heard that, you guys talking last night as well, though. I mean, Pete can take Peter can take dude. Pete. Peter can take a he could take a one a one topic story and and write a novel about it. Yeah. but that's a gift. Well, he's that kid you hated in class, where the teacher wow, was shit. like, "Here, you write Three a seven pages. page paper," and the dude turns in eleven pages, and you're like, "What the hell, dude?" Like, he makes the rest of you look. Why bad. are you making us all look bad? Like, yeah. that's not fair. I turned in five pages, which I stretched out to seven by doing the double little space. indents and double spacing yeah. and, and doing like twelve point five font. Even though I didn't think the teacher noticed, she knew. She knew. They knew. Like, you know, they obviously knew. Uh, but before that, Derek Carr gets a bunch of money, and then the rumor is today that with two quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson is scheduled to get the uh, non-exclusive. We don't know yet. That's the thing. From all the the talking heads, all the reporters, and we'll ask Albert Breer this when he joins us at eight thirty-five today. They don't know if it's going to be the non-exclusive or the exclusive tag. The exclusive tag is more expensive. It's it's more money. Uh, I believe I heard Jeff Darlington say earlier today that it's about $42 million. So it's a little bit more money than the uh, non-exclusive tag. But that means that people, other teams can make offers to him if they want to. Uh, and also, um, you've got Daniel Jones in New York. They need to come to an agreement with him or tag him today I by that, the deadline. That thing seems to me like a no-brainer. We talked about this late yesterday. And I know everyone is is revolted by, oh my God, Daniel Jones, he stinks. I don't, I'm not in that camp. I, I, I'm in the camp that it's a really difficult position to play. Yeah. at a high level, you know, it, it really is. I'm not telling you he's the second coming of Patrick Mahomes, but we spent a lot of time saying, hey, we want uh, Brian Dable to be the, you know, there was a talk when the Bears were searching for a coach. Why not bring Dable in? Yeah. He did a really good job developing Josh Allen. He's got a great resume as an offensive minded guy. If jo- if Brian Dable says to you, hey, listen, we want to go forward with Daniel Jones, that says something to me because I trust his ability to evaluate players. Now, with that said, I'm not giving Daniel Jones $45 million a year or whatever it is he's asking for. Or the report is he and his agent are asking for. If it's my, my team and my approach, I liked what I saw from Daniel Jones last year. I get it, 15 touchdowns, five five interceptions he also ran for 700 yards and what was it seven rushing touchdowns mm-hmm. so for an offense i mean we we bemoaned not having any receivers here in, in chicago last year the Giants' situation wasn't a whole lot better like they really did a nice job making chicken salad out of you know what so i'm intrigued if i'm the giants fan i want to see J- daniel jones back but i don't want to see him back in a deal that could be restrictive for the team going forward if, in fact, what we saw in 2022 was the exception and not the rule. So if if I'm a Giants fan, I want Daniel Jones back because I liked a lot of what I saw, but I want him back on the franchise tag. Let's see you do it one more time, and if you can do it one more time and we build on 2022, then we'll discuss the long-term deal. See, my thing with Daniel Jones is it's more of a Brian Dable thing. If you brought in, like you said, this offensive guru, this quarterback genius or whatever – can't you and what he did with Josh Allen 
the problem with the, the Giants to me is that they don't have a pick until 26 in the first round. And that's a problem for them because they don't, I don't think, have enough ammo to move up. Because I feel like Dable's the kind of guy that after the combine this week, and we saw the athletic freak that is Anthony Richardson, right? Like he's a monster when it comes to running fast and jumping high and throwing far. The Underwear Olympics, he's a gold medalist. Can't throw accurately. Only a 54% completion percentage. Same as Josh Allen when he was in college. Um, But if I'm Dable, I feel like he's one of the guys that says, that looks at a quarterback like that, or that looks at a quarterback like, I'm not saying Stetson Bennett, but if there was if there was more, there was a couple more quarterbacks that you could say, all right, he's not a first-round pick, but he's a second-round pick, maybe a late second, early third. Dable, to me, seems like the kind of guy that looks at a player like that and goes, I can fix that. Okay, but, I, but using that logic, so it is a trust factor with Dable. If Brian Dable tells you, I really like what I see in Daniel Jones, and I want to work with him again this year because I think he could take an even bigger step. They would have signed him by now. No, 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 no. Not For if you $45 can. Forty-five million dollars. Not, not if you can. Not if you can franchise him. Well, no, but I think if you. If What's you the better can business say, decision? Well, of course, the better okay, business. I'll, okay, I'll go back to that as well and say to you: if in fact the Giants do do what there is reports and give Daniel Jones the forty million a year, Dable's not going to sit here and. If, I don't believe they make a long-term deal with Daniel Jones unless they get the blessing of Brian Dable. Oh, absolutely. But And that's why I don't think they've done it yet because he might be like, well, I can, let's see, like you said, let's franchise him and yeah. see for another year. Or maybe they like a quarterback in the draft and say, hey, or they can just say, you know what, let's sign one of these, uh, let's sign Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's sign one of these other quarterbacks. Let's see, let's test the other market. There's other quarterbacks out there that they think they can fix. How does this affect the Bears and Justin Fields? I will ask that to Tom Waddle, and he will answer it. Coming Maybe. up next. Maybe. He will. No, Maybe. he'll answer it. Maybe. That's next. That's Maybe. next. Yes, yeah, nicely. Oh, okay, please. That's next. This is Spring Training Tuesday. Same lovable ESPN Chicago host, but paired with different radio partners. How are we going to work this? Same way we always do. I interrogate him. You write it down. Spring Training Tuesday continues on ESPN Chicago. That's right. It's spring trading here on ESPN 1000 all day. I'm Adam Abdallah along with Tom Waddle. What a bright sunny day it is. And not just because of the weather outside, but because I get an opportunity. Like we worked together for how many years? Like six or seven years. Yeah. 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 You thought it was hard time. I thought it was a walk in the park. I think it was hard time. I saw it in your face and and I heard it in one of your responses today. Shay? I did not think it was hard time. That was a planned pause when you said, did you enjoy working with me? And it was a planned pause to go, yeah, of course I did. You could have flown a plane through that pause. (laughs) Tom, it was a very easy question. Oh, was I easy to work with? And the look on your face, your eyes got very narrow. You had a huge smile. Took you five, six seconds. You know what I I felt? I immediately went to the scene in Braveheart at the very end when they're drawn and quartered. Mel Gibson and he screams freedom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was. I was, I was reading between the lines. At the moment you happened guys, in slow motion. I had time to think of every possible response that's Adam the point. could have had. As I was doing that, because you guys, you're know not me. that smart. I always think I'm trying to think of the douchiest response possible. Well, we know that, yes. And so my the one, my first one I was going to go through without skipping a beat was going to go at times. 
Which would have be been like, great. <laughs> no. No, you were great to produce I looked for. I listened. Come I just on. looked at you before we went on the air. I said, is old times is good or bad? Use, all I had to do for you is make sure I had enough poop stories for Waddle's World. You were happy, man. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, add some weird, you Should know. Should any poop stories today? Some weird for, wiener stories in yeah. there, too, and we're good. Well, you know, just... Tyler's picked up the uh, the ball and run with it, dude. He, he likes, calls it the four the four P's. He of likes Waddle's murder world. way too much. He does. He's dark. <laughs> that young lad is a little darker than I anticipated when it comes to gathering stories. That's fine. He'll figure it yeah, out. That you can't no have murder at all. Of no them. doubt. <laughs> so we're talking bears here on ESPN 1000. It is franchise tag day. As we await to see what the Ravens do with Lamar Jackson, what the Giants do with Daniel Jones, and my question to you is Tom Waddle. Yes. What does now? I believe that the Bears have positioned themselves or are going to position themselves in a way where, as of this moment right now on March 7th, 2023, it doesn't matter if they believe in Justin Fields or not right at this second. Because what they can do is say they believe in him like they have and say, hey, we love what he's doing. Well, I'll let you hear it. Here's Matt Eberflus yesterday on the Part of My Take podcast uh, saying that Fields still has growth but stuff to work on. It was cool to see the maturation you know, during the course of the year, um, you know, him learning the new offense. You know, and then, you know, midway through kind of take off, you know, we, you know, scored a lot of points during that time. And uh, he really took ownership of that. And, uh, you know, his leadership just kept growing and growing and growing during the course of the year. So um, certainly excited about that. Like I've stated, you know, obviously he has things to work on like, like everybody else on the team does and uh, to grow into the second year. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. So with that, I, my philosophy. By the way, is this. I do believe that they still have questions. I oh, mean, absolutely. second year player. Of course, I think they appreciate. I, I think that they are most pleasantly surprised. Not even surprised, but pleased. How about that? With the guy he is, the yeah. leader he is as a second year player, the hard work that he puts in, the dedication. You, you know, he is a, a personality that people are drawn to. I mean, he's got leadership skills that are are you know. They're unique in a lot of ways. You don't get that with a lot of players. And I think that, you know, I think that they do look at the situation and say, yeah, we didn't surround him with a whole lot. But there are other things that he needs to do a whole lot better. His, his technique, his mm-hmm. accuracy, his mm-hmm. processing, his reading, his accuracy, all of that stuff. I do believe that if, in fact, he was a guy that didn't have a good work ethic and didn't have a high football IQ and didn't have a lot of the intangibles that he has that they'd be more willing to move forward without him. But I think that they see something in him that they, that, like you heard Ryan Pace, or Ryan, I did it again, Ryan mm-hmm. Poles say that we need to see this through with him. There's a lot of potential. There's a lot of optimism. There's a lot of upside, but there's a lot to work on as well. And look, if this draft had a, a Trevor Lawrence or, a, you know, a, you Patrick know, Mahomes. A Patrick, well, I mean, not, really but, Patrick. But not Patrick Deshaun Mahomes. Watson. Who was the kid in, in Indy? I always forget his name. He retired early. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. I mean, he was a camp miss. Yeah. Right? If there yeah. was a camp miss in this yeah. draft, I think they'd have a much different decision yeah. to make. Of course. But I think it doesn't matter because I think you have but a couple. But I do agree with that. You have a couple I agree with camp, what you're saying. So my philosophy is it doesn't matter this year because you have a year to prove it. Yeah. And I think that Ryan Poles, from his comments of saying, I can get a 2024, I can get a 2025 first round pick, they are positioning yes. themselves to 
have the ammo to move up in the draft yes. next year. Totally agree. If Justin Fields doesn't improve. Because you and I, I also believe we're, we're uh, seeing eye to eye on the fact that if they are a three-win team or four-win team, yes. I'd say even a five-win team, I'm with you. that it did not work out with Justin Fields. Well, I think that that would be, and I say this, and a lot of reasons sitting in this chair, I say it because I've heard Cap say, you know, I've heard others, you know, like, listen, I don't think they're going to be a finished product. And Shay and I were talking about it on, on Friday as well. They're not winning the Super Bowl next year. No. But with the amount of, of assets that they have to help improve this team, you know, I don't even look at the one-score losses of last year because those can be misleading the same way a one-score win can be misleading at times as well. But the eye test just tells you if they're not markedly improved, and that will show up in the record, it's going to be because either the general manager didn't do a good job with all the assets at his disposal or the Mm -hmm. young quarterback didn't take the next step in the manner in which we thought that he could potentially take. And I think you're 100% right. I think this is a great example of having your cake and eat it too. Let's, Let's hope that they protect him and they give him more to work with in the huddle and... Like, this isn't just on Ryan Poles. Yeah. It is on Ryan Poles to make this team better. It's on Justin to also take that next step. But you're 100% right. They can improve their team this year and also set themselves up with an escape hatch if they need one yeah. next year. I think it's a great it's a great point. It's not being a sycophant to, oh, my God, this is we no, finally no, no. found our guy. And listen, this is a process. This is the most difficult position to play in all of sports. There's like 15 dudes that can do it well. And the rest of them, and you're like, be generous. yeah. And the rest of them, well, I said, well, and the yes. rest of them, you're like, eh, I don't know if we should pay Daniel Jones or not. You know what I mean? Like, so and Daniel Jones, by the way, won a playoff game last year. Same, he's got the same number of playoff wins as Kirk Cousins and oh, yeah. Lamar Jackson. So, my, which is my, one. My question is, and, and and it's not a problem to move on from Fields next year if he's not the guy. Because I agree with you. It's not my goal is not the playoffs. I, right. It's not playoffs or bust next year. My goal is. I've said it before, is on Sunday Night Baseball when they roll out Kornacki because it's not an election year. I want him to be like, look, this is what needs to happen for the Bears to get into the playoffs. If they win these two games and the Lions lose this game, I want them in the hunt. I want them in that graphic and playing for something the last two weeks. doesn't mean they make it, and that's fine. Show improvement with fields, win more games. That could mean eight games. It could mean seven games. Whatever keeps you in the hunt. That's what I want to see. It's like porn. You'll know when you see it. Exactly. But my question to you is, what do you need to see necessarily stats-wise or completion percentage-wise or whatever it is to avoid this situation with Daniel Jones or Lamar Jackson with Justin Fields? Like, because I and you can call us up 312-332-3776 if you don't believe in Fields or you do believe in Fields but you want to see more. What does he have to do to prove to you that, hey, we need to either pick up his fifth-year option or tear up this deal, sign a new one, because now he's the guy. I don't think you can put like a range of numbers on it. I think it's just a matter of looking at it and saying yes. Yes. Like, do, is this a guy that, that you want to move forward with? Yes or no or maybe. Like, if you're in the maybe or no, if you know, it's obviously a, a question. Mm-hmm. If you're left at the end of next, you're still wondering, that's not where you want to be. It just isn't, especially after the third year of a rookie contract. So, look, I thought that there were tremendous strides that were made this year just in doing the simple things more frequently. Take your layups. 
sometimes in the NFL, it's it's hard for young quarterbacks to learn that the you know the dump off to the running back is the best option a lot of times instead of waiting for the post dig route to develop. The guys that you're throwing against, they're you know this isn't the University of Indiana, this isn't Iowa. You know, this is the NFL. It's different. So, well, I was sometimes, defense, we'll say. We'll okay, say. well, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying, sometimes you got to read the field deep to short. And I saw them do that. Like, how many... You saw the completion percentage take a dramatic rise, I think, in the second half of the season. Yeah. In large part, because part of the offense is getting the ball out to the, the running back in the flat or the tight end as, you know, your your, your safety valve. That, to me, is the first sign of progress. And I said it back in the, you know, in the middle of the season. I said, it, it, once you do that, the game slows down for you. And yeah. then you can start to play, and your natural ability will come through. And I think that we saw some of that. I, again, look, you got to throw for more than 150 yards per game as a team. It's not all on him. you got to be able to protect him, and then you got to have guys out there that can one-on-one, battle, one-on-one battles. But he's also got to be a guy that you win because of You'll know, like your eyes will mm-hmm. tell you. So I can't sit here and say, well, he's got to throw for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdown passes. I, I, I mean, that's not necessarily the case. I think that the, the Jalen Hurts threw for what, tw- 22 touchdown passes? Yeah. He added another 10 rushing. Mm-hmm. That offense was humming. Like you look at him and go, yeah, he's our quarterback of the future. There's no question about it. So I don't look at specific numbers and say, well, Justin's got to hit this. You know, this this barrier or this number. You'll know. You'll know right away whether or not there has been significant progress. Yeah. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. What does Justin Fields need to show you? Or nothing. Here's uh I think I've talked to Joey G in the last two days more than I've talked to my wife. Uh he called in last night and we're gonna talk to him again right now. Joey G, what's up, man? What do you think the Bears should do with Fields or what does he need to show you? Well uh, good morning, first of all. Good morning. Tom Waddle, always a pleasure. Joey G. Okay, let's start at number one. Justin's got character. Justin's got physical presence. And Justin is smart. Same sentence. It's up the polls to get him that breakaway receiver from being covered. Okay, he can roll to the left, roll to the right. The only thing I see for Justin is the ball handling so he doesn't fumble the ball. Okay, and he's got to make decisions quicker. That's a big big thing in the NFL. I mm -hmm. mean, quick decisions. I think Joey G, I think that, and we talked about this at the end of last year, he made so many positive strides with the ball protection issue. Especially for a guy that will tuck and run a yeah. lot of times by design, and at other times to save his own life. Mm-hmm. Like he used to carry the ball low and was susceptible to fumbling. A lot of that went away. You know why? Because they coached him up well, and he followed there. And thanks for the call, Joey. Yeah, thanks, but Joey. he he followed. He's you know he's 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 a coachable kid. Yeah, absolutely. So three one two three three two three seven seven six. What do you need to see from Justin so we avoid the situation with Daniel Jones and with Lamar Jackson? We'll take all of your Bears calls coming up next. Here's today's headline. Headline with Captain Jay Hood. Oh yes, good night last night for the Bulls and their fans. They were off. Uh, they get back to work tomorrow in Denver. <laughs> Blackhawks picked up their first win since trading Patrick Kane last night. Five zip over Ottawa. Uh, it was Alex DeBrinket's return to the United Center. 
Were you uh, dialed in on that? I was not. You were not. Okay. Doll took the night off. Uh, Chiefs not expected to place the franchise tag on Pro Bowl left tackle Orlando Brown Jr. Uh, he would be a guy I would expect the Bears to be targeting in free agency. We'll have that conversation in a bit. And police in Glendale... Colorado are investigating Grizzly star John Morant for his actions on Instagram Live over the weekend. The Glendale Police Department is investigating whether Morant broke any gun laws. And those are your headlines. You're listening to Spring Trading Tuesday on ESPN Chicago. He's Tom Waddle. I'm Adam Abdallah. We are in for Cap and Jay Hood. It is spring trading, so you're going to get to hear the guys a little bit later on today. Jay Hood will be here with Sylvie at 10 a.m. Are we'll we cross talking? Oh, we're cross talking yeah. with the guys. You're going to get a lot of cross talk today. I know. Because then Jay Hood and Sylvie will cross talk at noon with I Bleck act- and Yurko. I actually believe cross talk's the best part of the day on all shows. Yeah, I think it is. I like I the interaction little, little, with everybody. A little bit of different flavor, yeah. especially when, you know, when Cap wants to be here sometimes. So a lot Does of he not like he you? I don't know. Or is it just kind of like make believe, work tension? I don't know. Do you not Cap like him? I love Cap. Do you? I love Cap. Cap's great. Cap doesn't I, like Adam. I produce Boy, Cap. Cap hates you. Really. <laughs> yeah, that's the joke. Boy, Cap hates us. I don't think. He, I don't know if he likes staying and talking to Chris and I every time. The problem is, it, it's not every day. Like we t- cross talk with you and Sylvie almost every day. Like we're not in when we're not in for Greeny. We cross talk with well, you guys. It's very quick too because we're we're out of here. Exactly, you're going to be out of here and like it's so. Sometimes we only get a couple of it's minutes. Four or with five you guys. minutes. We're talking right. about the main story of the day, that kind of thing. The problem with cross talking with Cap and Jay Hood is that there's always something that I got to be like, Cap, what are you doing here? Like, what are you doing? And the, and I gotta I gotta call him out on something or, or you know keep him in check on something else. Do you feel like only, that's your role? Well, like that's your requirement? That's in the job to. description. Someone has to. Or you could just look who, the other way and don't sweat it. Who watches the Watchmen, Waddle? Who watches the Watchmen? I don't Watchmen? know. It sounds like quite a quite a burden for someone to have to watch the Watchmen. And since, At fifty six, I don't have that energy. And since we only have crosstalk with them once or twice a week when Greeny's out. You got a whole list of grievances? I got a whole list of grievances, yeah. and we're on for as long as we want. Yeah, kind of. Like, we just kind of blow off the break. She's back there shaking his fist. Come on, break. And we go for 20 minutes sometimes, and that'll grate on him. That's why this chair is so good, with no disrespect, man, Shay. Like, you just... You don't get the don't break sign. And you it. don't get the angry break sign from the producer because your back is to the producer. To I don't pay That's where I guess you could just talk just into my yelled, headset. Yeah, I'll just start yelling in your ear. Right. Yeah, I know. I thought, I'll take this one out. I'll just yeah. I'll remove that one. That's the beauty of having uh, air, or, uh, earbuds. Yeah. I can just take one of them out. So we're talking Bears with you. 312-332-3776. Are you in on the Orlando Brown conversation? So, yes, I am. But I, uh, I compare the Orlando Brown situation to what I said about Brian Dable, that if I am Ryan Poles and my bread and butter is finding offensive linemen as a former offensive lineman, and I believe he's done a decent job so far with the offensive line. Did they give up the most sacks? Yes. But a lot of those were in the beginning of the year when they weren't didn't open up the playbook and a lot of them were also towards the end of the year when they were dealing with a lot of injuries you look at that stretch of games where they were putting up 35 points a game one of the best offensive lines especially they were the best offensive line running the football and they were protecting justin fields then they had a few key injuries they lost some guys and that's where it kind of affected them i trust ryan poles when it comes to the offensive line if he says I'm not paying Orlando Brown because I can find the next Orlando Brown because I found the first Orlando Brown, then fine. 
awesome. What if he says, I want Orlando Brown, then, and we're going to sign him, and this is going to be the marquee addition to this franchise under my watch in my short time here. Also fine with me. Because Ryan Poles has It's the same way that I said to you. Like, I get your perspective on this. It's the same way, like... I gave you the alternative to Brian Dable. Brian yeah. Dable thinks he can take Brock Purdy and turn Brock Purdy into a top half of the league quarterback. Oh, yeah. But what if Brian Dable is adamant about I can Daniel Jones is I want to work with him? Then fine. So it's the same. I think it's I, I do I, I do agree. It's kind of the same conversation. Absolutely. I think. Look, <clears throat> you follow the stats and the analytics m- much closer than I do. I don't know what Pro Football Focus says about. Orlando Brown Jr. I was reading an article today, I think from The Athletic out of Kansas City, that mm-hmm. said like in the postseason he had the worst pressure rate of any of the left tackles. Yeah, I think statistically you can poke holes in his game despite the fact he's been to four Pro Bowls. And we all know some of that is just a you know popularity contest in some aspects. Um, he was really good in the second half of the season. If you talk to a lot of people, look, he's an upgrade. And one of the benefits of having more money than everyone else to spend is is that you can afford this luxury. If it's a couple more million or three or four million more than you want to spend a year, you have that luxury because of the situation you're in. You have the ability to buy yourself out of some mistakes at this particular time. So mm-hmm. I personally am in. I'd rather see them set a market and overpay for a left tackle who's proven himself more so than Mike McGlinchey on the right side. Yeah, I don't really want But to I get what you. you're saying. Like, if you trust, you know, may, listen, maybe Ryan has the ability to identify offensive linemen because his history is an O-lineman, yeah. and he's got a better hit rate on that than maybe he does at wide receivers or elsewhere. So I, I'm with you. I trust his knack and his instinct on the offensive line. But very few times do you find yourself with the ability to hire away a starting left tackle, one that's been a Pro Bowler the last four years, and one that has been part of a winning organization for his, his last four years. Absolutely. Four years. Brandon's in Fort Campbell. What's up, Brandon? Hey, morning, guys. I'm digging what y'all are saying, because y'all, y'all are saying exactly what I'm thinking, because it's the offensive line. That needs to be the focus, guys. You're right. Uh, whenever Justin had protection, he's, he's hitting those receivers. He's hitting them every time. I think we need a tackle, and then a. Uh, I think we need another spinner. I don't really trust Mustafer. What do y'all think? I, I think. Listen, I, I think for a quarterback that plays the position the way Justin does too, I, I would like to see them fortify that position. That mm-hmm. would be a huge issue for me. A lot of quarterbacks, like I don't think he's affected by the the rush off the end. I don't. I, I think that you know quarterbacks are affected by a by a lot of pass rush. I think most quarterbacks, especially young ones, are more affected by the pressure that comes from internally, yeah. or not internally, but from inside. And they really didn't have, the, I mean, that pressure came consistently from the middle of their offense. And I think that, uh, I think that that's a priority for Ryan Poles is to short. And maybe Lucas Patrick, they think healthy is that guy. I don't know. But if you're going to trust Ryan Poles, yeah. And he says Lucas Patrick is our answer at center. Like you're either going to trust the GM or you're not going to trust When he's trust healthy, the GM. he was fine. He was, so when he if was he's healthy, there. maybe that's the guy they go with. Yeah. Lee, but if you, if you sign Orlando Brown Jr. and you kick Braxton Jones to the right and you find an answer at one of your guards, now you've replaced. Sixty oh, percent yeah. of your offensive line, and or forty forty percent of your offensive line, and you got to feel a little bit better about what you're going to do in the upcoming year. Absolutely, Lee Allen's on the south side. What's up, Lee Allen? Good morning, gentlemen. What a great discussion. I mean, this is 
so much better than David Kaplan okay. and the Debbie Downers. This is <laughs> so right. much better. It's better. It's like good with a latte. Thank you. <laughs> Debbie Downer and Carmen are coming up from 2 to 6 today. Yeah, so check this out. I think you guys are right when it comes to the offensive line development. There's a kid out of Kansas, Earl Bostick, that has the exact same measurables as Braxton Jones from last year. Same exact measurables. I mean, they had Braxton as a developmental backup tackle. This kid is a developmental backup tackle. I think if you get the kid Joe Tipman, the center out of out of um, Wisconsin, you could actually get him and put him back at left guard. And you could end up having Braxton Jones, 6'5", 6'6", Chipman, 6'6", Lucas Patrick, 6'2", 6'3", Jenkins, 6'6", and then you have another kid, 6'6", 6'7", at the right tackle. Now, this is, what I, this is, this is going to be the shocker for you guys. I think this is the 2018 Bears in the second year of Mitch where you had a defense that created a lot of turnovers. And the reason I say that is this. If you look at the length and the speed of the Colts defense, you can, dra- you can literally draft those same pieces in this draft. And I, and I mentioned to somebody, I think the Bears could get as low as 16 and get a Keon White, get a Tyree Wilson, and you could end up getting a kid like a Gervon Dexter out of Florida that is 6'6", 3'10", and ran a 4'8". That kid could end up being your one technique. So when you add that up and you look at what we already got in the defensive backfield with Eddie Jackson, uh, we have a better safety and brisker than we did with Amos. We're good at the corners. You get those draft picks, and these are all guys you can get uh, late first, day two, early day three picks, and you'll end up having a team that can end up being back in the, in the, in the playoffs. Thanks a, a lot, lot of the info. Appreciate Lee it. Allen. Thank Lee you. Allen did his homework. He Look, did. I, just in, in, for me, I'm more interested in securing the line of scrimmage than I am, and I know that that's different than a lot of people, but I'm more interested for me at this moment you come out of this this free agency period and you come out of this draft and I want to make sure that I'm secure up front more so than adding skill guys. Mm-hmm. I think that, that you need both. Yeah. But if I got to choose one or the other, I heard you guys talking about last night. I know you guys disagree, but I'm more concerned with the security of the, the offensive line. All right. Coming up next, is nothing sacred? Is nothing, is nothing sacred anymore? Is nothing sacred, Tom Waddle. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to Spring Trading Tuesday on ESPN Chicago. We got a new mock draft from Todd McShay that we'll talk about here in a little bit. The Bears trade again. I mean, everybody has them trading, and then this one has them trading again. So we got two trades from McShay in this one. Really? After the combine. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But here's, is nothing sacred anymore? Now, yesterday. Well, no, not with these things. Okay, with Not phones. with these phones. No, this, okay, so that's how I found out. And to go off a story yesterday, uh, Shay Norling, producing the show as always. Snor- Snorbor, as uh, as uh, Cap likes to call him. What's he call you? Snorbor. Why? Because he thinks boring? he's boring. Why would he well, call you're you boring? Well, you're boring. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I think he's he one of the least boring people in this in in the building. Went from snorling to snorebore, and yeah. that's the one that stuck. So yesterday there was a conversation. I don't know if you know about this app called Be Real. Do you know yeah. about this app? Okay. Yeah, where right. every now once a yes, day, once a day, every. So my wife actually somebody sent it to her, and then she was like, "Okay, I'm going to do this," and did it for maybe a week, and was like, "This is 
Not for me. So yesterday we found out that Hood's not friends with Shay on Be Real. Are you guys friends now, real quick? Are you guys friends now? He nope. still has not yet. Okay, well yeah. now it's a bit. No, it's just, great. Do you do now it? it's a yeah. bit. It's do awesome. Do you do Be yeah, Real? We all do yeah. Be Real. Yeah, I do Why? Be Real every day. I don't. Why? It's fun. I don't care. My point is, it's fun it's about having to, to take a picture and right, a given moment. People, I get to see what's going on in Adam's day, and it's only my friends. Like it's only people that I want to see stuff from. Right? There's no aggregation. There's no ads. It's just my friends and what they're doing. That's it. So this weekend, I'm friends with one of our fine MCs here, Anthony Catazone, on the uh, on Be Real. And I see that he is at a bar that is and decked out in green. Green sunglasses, green shirt. The bar's decked out in green for St. Patrick's Day. Sir, it, it was March 5th. March 5th. What? That, when is St. Patrick's Day? Well, we've become, I think, very, I guess we've become very liberal in, in terms of when we recognize it. They're, this weekend, right? they're it can dying. be any time. The, the 11th, I believe, is Saturday. They're dying the river I'm green. going to an event, Bears Related, on Saturday for St. Patrick's Day. So before I fell asleep last night, I was like, I'm going to make sure that I got this right and I didn't get bad information. And it is the 11th. Because the the parade is this Saturday, right? But St. Patrick's Day is not to the following week. It's next Friday, which means to me you go to the bars on Saturday on the 18th, and that's the big St. Patrick's Day celebration. Now, look, if you're young and, and, and that's a thing that you do, I'm no longer young and I have a child. I'm not going to be going out till 4 a.m. anymore. St. Patrick's Day used to be one of my favorite days of drinking. I know it's amateur hour. Totally chaotic. I know it is. But yeah. I love getting up and drinking at 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. and being home and asleep by seven like there's well, just, you can do that whenever you want you are you're that. the boss of you no i get that i get that what's a bigger uh, uh rookie move is to go out on saint patrick's day or new year's eve to me new year's because okay. everything is way overpriced at least there's like deals and stuff for saint patrick's day. i love a good car bomb i love a good car bomb excuse me well listen i mean i have to i have to be careful what i say given the last name and and that um it's a drink right I, I don't need on any i don't need to be on any more lists uh so I want to know, like, look, if you're young and you want to, you've got two green shirts or one green shirt and you don't care if you've got puke on it for the next weekend or you're going to do laundry, that's fine. But when, like, how are bars starting last weekend already doing green beer? Like, what are we, is nothing sacred anymore? Can we not have one designated drinking day? I love going out and drinking on St. Patrick's Day. You've got the tournament on because it's usually the first weekend of the tournament. You've got games all day and all night. It's awesome. It's a great day. March 5th, excuse me? Well, I, I think it's these bars, it's their opportunity to capture a, you know, a, 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 an audience more than once. Like, my guess is, is they're going to have another celebration this Saturday and probably another one the following Saturday, celebrating St. Patrick's Day on three occasions. That's a lot of weird poops with green beer, Waddle. I don't know if you know that, but your poop gets weird if you, uh, if, if you drink that I, green beer. You don't have to your drink poop's green weird beer. Regardless. Yeah, your poop's weird regardless. But to me, Shay, when are you going out? For St. Patrick's Day. Like, when are you going to... I'm wearing green. Are you going out I'm for St. Patrick's green, Day? I'm wearing the green Detroit hat. Yes, you are. You're I going have, out. I haven't in a few years. This year, March 17th. If I go out on St. Patrick's Day, it's going to be March 17th. On Friday. Yes. That's you're when gonna, the professionals go out. You're going to leave the show at 10 a.m. and go well, out on St. Patrick's that's Day. That's a day that ends in Y. Leave the wow. show at 10 a.m. and start drinking. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's but a day that ends in But no, it's, if I'm going out for St. Patrick's... Like, I... Vicki McHenry, this is the show, tweeted at me over the weekend that she was at the uh, Forest She's Park. She's the one that calls you a, uh, or calls different people. What is Vicki? A what's whiny your tag? little bitch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Great so, cookies. 
No, she tweeted at me about Forest Parks Parade being last Saturday. And I was like, wait a minute. That's ridiculous. We're 13 days away from St. Patrick's Day. What are you doing having a St. Patrick's Day why parade? Did, why, why are municipalities doing this? Why I, are different places doing this? I don't know. It has to be because they know that they, they have a captive audience on more than one occasion. It's actually good business. If I can capture a St. Patrick's Day crowd mm-hmm. last Saturday, on the this fifth? Saturday, and then next Saturday. Sixth, the fourth? Well, that's, that's yeah. That's crazy. I mean, listen, it's being a good businessman or woman. No, I get that, but I if I'm the bar. Like, if you don't want to celebrate St. Patty's Day last Saturday, then you shouldn't have been celebrating. I have no problem with it being, with you splitting the weeks, right? With you having it being on the 11th this weekend. You, just, you think just the, the 5th is a little too like, early. Last weekend, it was, a li- was way, way it's too April early. April 7th, happy St. Patrick's Day. Come on in. That's too late. That's way too late. I mean, soon, what's next? Valentine's Day is going to be green? Is that what's going to happen? We're going to do green beer on Valentine's Day a month ahead? Guys, we're, I mean, listen, we already do. The White Sox do a fine job of doing halfway to St. Patrick's Day, decking everybody out in the green jerseys. I get that. That's a promotion. That's fine. But when you're they play going, in a manner which makes you want to puke? Abs- well, I mean, come on. That's not for Speaking of Vicky, here she is. What's up, Vicky? Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning, Vicky. This is the first time I've talked to you. How are you? How are you doing? Thanks for the cookies. They're excellent, as always. Oh, my pleasure. So, anyway, speaking of cookies, St. Patrick's Day is a busier holiday for me than Valentine's Day as a a cookier. I do double the amount of business for St. Patty's than I do for Valentine's, and my first St. Patty's order is going out the door today. That's crazy. But your order, that's fine. Yeah. You can, the cookies, yeah, you can have the cookies for a while, I guess. Like, that's all right. What's the yeah, shelf life on your true. cookies, Vicky? Pardon me? What's the shelf life on your cookies? You know, um, I have personally taken them out of the freezer like six months later, oh, and they're okay. fine. All I mean, right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sell it to a customer, but they're not, I mean, they weren't horrible. They're not, there's really. They're shelf stable, so there really is no shelf life. They're just not going to taste as good okay. the longer they sit. And but def- definitely at least a couple weeks. I all keep, right. Yeah, I talk my customers off the cliff all the time about that. But St. So, Patty's Day is a big day for you, then. It is a very big day. Big Easter days, is actually plural. Actually, Easter is my biggest holiday of the year. Wow. Yeah, a lot of sweets on Easter. Yeah, I've already busted yeah, out there. Thanks, Vicky. I appreciate it. Thanks, yeah, Vicky. Have a good, day, guys. good to talk yeah, to you. Take care. I love Easter candy. Love all the. I like. I'm one of the few that likes Cadbury cream eggs. I think they're great, but that's just me. I'm one of the few. People hate them. I don't know why. Really? It's chocolate. It's cho- who hates it? Why would you hate them? I don't know. Some people do. I'm not. It, I'm not. I like them more for me. That's fine. That's fine. But if you want to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, whatever day, I guess it's fine too. Yeah, drink, it doesn't bother drink me. Drink all the green beer yeah. you want. We'll do shot or no shot next.